Post 82 is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know King's ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. There are tickets across all major leagues and teams. So head over to the App Store or the Play Store now to download GameTime and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. This is Jason Jones bringing you another Post 82 podcast. This time coming to you after the Kings lost to the Utah Jazz 113-81 in a game that wasn't even that close. It was hard to watch. Felt bad for a Kings fan who tuned in, people who bought tickets in Utah to come out here and watch the Kings play and were given, quite honestly, a trash effort by the Kings. It was an effort that Coach Luke Walton said was embarrassing for the players and coaches and said that the fans and organization all deserve better than what the Kings gave them Friday night in Utah. On both fronts, this was just terrible. Can't say anything good about this. It was just a bad trash effort. No energy on offense. No resistance on defense. It was almost like the Utah Jazz were just kind of going through drills. Good part of this game. No hands in the face on shots. Guys getting to the rim easily. It just was not indicative of a team that claims that it wants to be a playoff team at some point. It looks like a team that's getting ready for a nice high draft pick in April. Or at the end of April and going into the lottery in May. I'm not saying the players have quit, but you've got to show a whole lot more than what they've shown so far. Three games into the season. They've only scored more than 100 points once, and that was against Portland. And they lost that game by double digits. So it's not like they've shown anything really positive yet, in my opinion, offensively or defensively. I know coaches and players will say they're making progress, but right now, this team is just hard on the eyes right now on both ends. Offensively, they're slow. You got guys taking bad shots, guys turning the ball over. And defensively, it's even worse. It's just bad. It's just bad all around right now. It's only three games in. I'm not suggesting that anyone panic and jump ship per se, but if you're worried right now, I don't blame you because what we've seen thus far looks a lot like the team that finished last season that blew a big lead to the Suns, couldn't figure out D'Angelo Russell's strong hand and let him destroy them in the fourth quarter of a game and also lost to a New Orleans team that was sitting all those good players. So let's jump into what I liked about this game. From a Kings perspective, I liked absolutely nothing that I saw tonight except for the effort from the guys at the end of the bench after uh, Walt benched all his starters in the third quarter, early in the third. Dwayne Dedman was the only starter who went back into the game. And even then, it wasn't as if Dedman had a great game. He had a career high with seven turnovers. Actually, had the most turnovers on the team, which is insane from your starting center who shouldn't be handling the ball that much or be in position to commit seven turnovers. So even though he uh, scored, he had 11.6 rebounds, he had more turnovers and rebounds, and that's never good, especially for a center. Really, outside of the effort of guys like Winyan Gabriel came in, Corey Joseph off the bench, Yogi Ferrell, those guys, there really wasn't anything I could say I liked about what I saw from the Kings tonight. But I do have plenty of what I didn't like from the Kings. Number one, offensively, shooting 37%, 26.9% from three. Committing 17 turnovers. Not good at all. Two fast break points. That's amazing. A team with these type of athletes, with a point guard like De'Aaron Fox, can't generate more fast break points. It's quite honestly amazing. This makes them hard to watch, 
hard to follow. And like Walton said, it's embarrassing. And if you're a Kings player and you're not embarrassed by this, you've got a problem. Oh, by the way, my bad. The Kings ended up with four fast break points. Don't want to shortchange them to fast break points either way. That's still dreadful for a team that wants to be a team that runs up and down the court, gets up a lot of threes, and is a nuisance on defense because right now, the Kings don't get up and down the floor quickly, and they are not a pest on defense. As a matter of fact, I can't tell you what they do on defense because I haven't really seen them stop anybody yet this season. Also, let's talk about that defense, that defense that couldn't figure it out in the first quarter that Boyan Bogdanovich is a outside shooter. I think everyone kind of knows that, but somehow the Kings didn't seem to know that. The, the other Bogdanovich, if you want to call him that, 26 points in 24 minutes, hit five and nine threes, was unbothered by the Kings all night. Mike Conley, who had looked lost and just washed on offense to start the season, of course, found himself against the Kings, 12 points and eight assists, five of 11 shooting. Mike Conley almost couldn't buy a basket until he saw the Kings defense, so... If Mike Conley gets rolling, the rest of the league can blame the Kings because they allowed him to get going. It was a quiet night for Donovan Mitchell, just 15 points, but he really didn't need a whole lot from Donovan Mitchell because, quite honestly, whoever was on the court was going to be able to score this scene because the Kings weren't stopping anyone or anything. There's plenty not to like about what the Kings did, and going forward, They've got to clean up a lot of these things because, well, this league is it's unforgiving. And I'm sure the Kings probably felt like looking at their schedule, you had to be able to get the game in Phoenix. They didn't. Maybe you catch the Jazz maybe slipping a little bit because they're coming off of playing the Lakers and maybe the hype of playing the Lakers. You come back home and maybe you're a little down because you're only playing the Kings. That wasn't the case. So I don't know what they're going to do on Monday because Michael Malone will be back in town and... Michael Malone, outside of being perhaps the most, my favorite coach I've ever covered, nothing would make him happier than to hand the Kings yet another loss. The team that fired him while his best player was out sick with really no explanation as to why he was getting fired. So trust me, Malone will have no sympathy on the Kings, especially a Kings team that if it comes out playing slow and soft on offense, no resistance on defense, it'll get ugly quickly on Monday in the Golden One Center. And it would not surprise me to hear Luke Walton getting booed along with players because if this is what they're going to give us to watch, it's hard to expect anyone to want to rally around it. Uh, Walton says they'll fix the problems they have. Players say they just got to get back to running, get back to doing what they did last season. And they're right, but I'm going to put a lot of the onus on the players to do that. Once that ball goes up, jump ball, get up and go. It's easy to get into, well, what is the coach doing? What are you drawing up? And we all know this group. Four of the five starters right now were on the team last season. So they're familiar, and they struggled in the half court. They know that's a weakness. So they should be motivated to play some defense, get the ball, and run. Just walking the ball up slow, getting the hero ball they've fallen back into. This team is not good enough to win that way. They don't have a one-on-one guy who can just take over games and dominate. And if they're going to try to do that, going to be a lot more nights like they've had here in Salt Lake City where they're just getting beat down from start to finish because they can't they can't beat teams playing like that. They got to play the unit. They got to speed the game up. They can't allow teams to slow down the game because that's when teams get physical with them and the Kings don't fight back in those situations. They get beat up and stay getting beat up. They have to speed the game up. Take advantage of what they can do to try to give themselves some type of 
some type of leverage in the game because what they're doing right now does not work. That's really all I got from this game because, because it was tough to watch. Tough talking to the guys after the game because they were frustrated. They were down. I won't say they were panicking, but they all know what they've got to do. They've got to flip the switch somehow. They cannot continue to come out lackadaisical, lack of focus, slow, listless to start games. And whatever they do at halftime has to change. I don't know if they need a Red Bull. I don't know what they need to do. But these slow starts to third quarters will not get it done. So I will catch up with everyone following Monday's game. Denver Nuggets will be in town. Michael Malone returns. He will be glad to add to the King's misery. You know where to find me. Mr. Underscore Jason Jones on Twitter. Mr. Jones LBC on Instagram. I post all my stories on both platforms. You can find all my stories there from, from The Athletic. Thanks for listening, and I will talk to you soon.